Al, it is time once again to return to the world of. Well, they don't say it like this in the in the actual game, but we're gonna say it anyways because that is the that is how we feel. Resident Evil. Yeah. And we're gonna play a game that neither of us had played until now. Nope, I'd only watched people play it. Um, I did a, make an attempt at one point to play it with my brother. Yes. Um, but like, I only no, got spoopy. so I got too spooked by it, and I couldn't do it. Mm-hmm. Yes, today we are talking about Resident Evil Seven Biohazard. A definite change in pace for the Resident Evil franchise. And like the mainline franchise, for, for sure, yes. Yes, indeed. That's what we're going to talk about today here on episode number 308 of the Seasonal Anime Checkup OVA. It's a podcast where we have conversations about video games, anime, and manga. Hello, I'm Jared, joined as always by Doc Allen Ladium. Hello, hello. And yeah, we're going to talk about Resident Evil 7, finally. Yep. That is for sure what we are going to do. I played through this video game, outwatched, and guided me through it. Mm-hmm. And was we a managed we managed to get through all of it. We played uh the two, I guess, bigger DLCs that are attached to this game. Mm-hmm. So we basically played, you know, this game. <laughs> That's it. <laughs> uh let's see here. This game originally came out on Windows, PS4, and Xbox One on January twenty-fourth, twenty seventeen, and then two days later in Japan. It came out on the Switch on May 24th, 2018 in Japan, and will be coming worldwide, I think via cloud version, on December 16th, 2022. Oh it was also put out on the Amazon Luna on October 20th, 2020, oh and boy. also put out on the Google Stadia on April 1st, 2021. That's a great April Fool's joke. Nice. And then uh, PS5 and Xbox Series upgrades were put out on June 13th, 2022. So yes, this game has come out on a lot of different things because it is a Resident Evil game. That's just what they do. But also this game is like five years old and that makes us almost six years old basically at this point now. Wow. That's I didn't realize it was that old. to make you feel old. Let's dive into the development of this here video game. Okay. Uh, following the release of Resident Evil 6, Capcom conducted internal discussions regarding the direction of the next installment. A preliminary version of the game developed in 2013 featured a more action-oriented gameplay similar to that of Resident Evil 6. That would have been great. <laughs> yep, I agree. That would have been uh, super great. Taking inspiration from the 1981 film The Evil Dead, the developers decided to scale back the game to one location and use a first-person perspective to immerse players and return the series to its roots of survival horror. Development began around February 2014. The game is built on a custom game engine named the RE Engine, which does not does not say or does not named Resident Evil Engine. It's just the RE Engine. <laughs> uh, it also includes VR development tools because this game is also on VR platforms. I don't know if it's actually out on other VR platforms outside of PlayStation VR. I don't know if it ever came out. Yeah. The uh, decision to make the game first person was made well before VR was considered. VR development started in October 2015, for which a separate team was created. The introduction of VR demanded that textures be more detailed, discarding flat textures and inaccurate object sizes that had been previously been used. A year before the game's announcement, Capcom presented to attendance of E3 2015 a first-person horror-themed VR demo titled Kitchen with a 7, which ran on the same engine. While Resident Evil 7 had been in development long before Kitchen was seen as 
Kitchen was seen as an opportunity to evaluate how the RE engine and its VR capabilities would be received. As a hint to the demo's relation to RE7, the logo of Kitchen had the letter T design, so it had resembled a 7, but it went largely unnoticed. <laughs> People were dumb. Largely uh, the, unnoticed. In the company, company's integrated report of 2015, the Resident Evil development division of Capcom was stated to focus on creating experiences for the VR market, which included the new VR engine and games for the 8th generation of consoles, which I believe is like the PS4 and Xbox One. Yeah, it makes sense. Uh, the game was directed by Koshi Nakanishi, who previously helmed Resident Evil Revelations, leading a development team numbering about 120 staff. For the first time in the series, the narrative designer is a Westerner, Richard, Richard Percy, who wrote writer of the two expansion packs of Fear, and one of the narrative designers of Spec Ops The Line. That's a very odd combination. <laughs> yes. Huh. At the time of the game's reveal, development was around 65% complete. Some of the creature models in Resident Evil 7 were first created in physical form, a number of them from actual meat by makeup artists, to be then scanned through the employment of photogram photogrammetry. Hold on, did you say actual meat? Yes. Am I missing something? Meat. Like, just meat? Meat. This says actual meat. <laughs> like M-E-A-T. Yes. That's okay. correct. Okay, 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 you know, I... Sure. Uh, this technology developed over half of the general assets of the game, but posed a problem in researching the setting of Louisiana because its considerable demand for equipment made it unviable for transport, which required Capcom to model by hand. According to Jun Takeuchi, the higher-ups of Capcom wanted Resident Evil 7 Biohazard to be a live-service game with online multiplayer and microtransactions. This was putting pressure on the development team until Takeuchi was asked to join a project and scrap those plans. <laughs> Ooh, Interesting. Wow. Wow. Oh, okay. 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 Uh, let's, let's, let's talk about the pre-release of this video game. Uh, due to his first-person presentation, excuse me, the game has drawn comparisons to Konami's canceled Silent Hills game and its PT demo. Capcom responded to this by pointing out that Resident Evil 7 was in development long before the reveal of PT, and dispelled any rumors about staff of PT had been hired to work on the game. Shack News noted that Beginning Hour, which I believe is one of the demos, had several similarities with Sweet Home, the Capcom horror game that inspired the original Resident Evil. These similarities to Sweet Home include the plot of a film crew going to an abandoned house, a paranormal female presence in the house, and a tragic tale involving a family that once lived there. Eurogamer found the element of survival horror in Lantern reminiscent of Alien Isolation. Resident Evil 7 was well received for the dissimilarity to its polarizing predecessor, in particular the change from action-oriented combat and effects, and effects to an approach more grounded in horror. Well, let me tell you something. That was a bad change. <laughs> yeah, Resident Evil 6 was so much better. So yeah. much better. I'm going to say it straight up right this second. Resident Evil 6, so much better. Much better game. Uh, this game got good reviews on the Metacritic. It had an 86 out of 100 for the, the console versions and an 83 out of 100 for the PC versions. Um, it was definitely a well-received iteration of Resident Evil. Mm -hmm. uh, all right, it's time for Al to guess sales numbers. No, oh, no, I'm not going to dance. As of June 2022, how many units has this game sold? I mean, it was on a lot of things. Correct. Oh no. Um, what did I guess last time? I guess like the thing had ten million? 
I think so. I'm going to say 12.5 mil. Ooh, little high, little what? high. Oh. 11 million. Not it's a lot. Not like too far off though. Mm -mm. That is a lot of units for sure. That is a lot. Yes. I just want you to know that a website named this as the best horror game of all time what? in 2017. And what? I think that is very funny. What? Uh, so yeah, this is Resident Evil 7. They made it first person. It has a new protagonist, a new setting. Uh, it basically is a soft reboot for the series, essentially. Mm -hmm. Kind of going back in the direction of, hey, we're going to go into a singular location you're going to explore it, and there's going to be some creepy stuff in there, and that's kind of what happens. There are no zombies in this. Nope, no zombies. Which is a, a departure from the series. I mean, to um, be fair, they've been calling them not zombies, like, since... You're not wrong, but, like, four? very clearly, there's, like, there are not any in this. No, there are none. It, it's mold. Mm. Mold. <laughs> the Everyone's, real villain all along. The real villain, Mold. And yeah, it is. It tries to be more grounded in horror than actiony, and I feel like I feel like for us in particular, that was a detriment to this game. Because let me tell you, it doesn't really play great when you have to do shooting stuff. <laughs> Not fun. I feel like we are obviously going to be very divergent from a lot of people's uh, thoughts and opinions about this game, which is fine. That's just, you know, how things can go sometimes. Yep. But I, I also feel like going into this game, we kind of had a preconceived notion that we probably weren't going to be the biggest fans of this game. And it turns out we weren't the biggest fans of this game. <laughs> Wild. I know. Uh yeah, it's a weird game. I think that's kind of like the the most the biggest takeaway I've gotten from this is that it's just weird. Like outside of like the references and the ending of the game, you could slap another title on this game and it would just be generic horror game that Capcom put out that's not associated with the Resident Evil series at all. I think it probably would have been less terrible to me if they had done that. Yeah. I I don't know because the whole time I'm like this isn't Resident Evil. It's just not Resident Evil. Mm -hmm. Um, it's it's kind of butts. It's very much like they are definitely tone shifting this from like what we saw in you know four, five, and six up to this point, where it's very much going in more action horror oriented uh, levels of gameplay. Which, mm -hmm. you know, that is, that is basically the basis of Resident Evil up to that point, essentially. Um, and this tries to go more into, like, the, the vein of a lot of, like, you know, indie horror games at the time. Kind of like your Amnesias and all that sort of stuff. Where, you know, it's first person, you're, you know, trying to be stealthy and not get caught by monsters and stuff like that. Like, it's very much that style of horror gameplay compared to what we had seen previously in Resident Evil. And also, it feels like it, it has, like, this more serious tone to it, which definitely feels counterproductive to what Resident Ugh. Evil is as a franchise. I I have said this to you many times, and I I will never stop saying this. Um, I really think that people forget how 
absolutely silly Resident Evil has been all along. Correct. I really think they forget because, like, yeah, there have been the memes about RE1, but, like, I don't think they really think about... There's just, like, stupid lines and stupid events. Like, in Resident Evil 4, which is one of the most loved games in this series, you have a giant Napoleon-esque statue man trying to stomp Leon to death. <laughs> it's true. That's Little what the series boy. is. Mm -hmm. And so, like, the fact that people seem to think that Resident Evil is, like, super serious. It's like, were we playing the same games? No, I think that's the, the key thing here. We weren't. <laughs> oh, dang. Well, that's, that's a problem. And that's part of why I like Resident Evil so much is because it's able to balance, like, that goofiness with, like, actually being scary as opposed mm -hmm. to just being scary all the time. Yeah. And I feel like this game lacked so much of the silliness that it was just like unpleasant. I got, I also feel like I mean we didn't play this game in VR, which I feel like does I play this game in VR. Well, it it probably would do make this a different experience than how we played through it obviously cuz like you know you're going to be more in, immersed in that environment and everything. It's going to change how you perceive everything in that game per se. And I've heard it does that really, really well. So I'm not going to, like, knock it or do anything like that. But, you know, hearing often how, like, you know, this game is so good at horror and everything. Like, this game really isn't that scary. <laughs> and I feel like that was the weirdest and, like, most surprising aspect of this game for me. It was, like, I was going into this thing, like, oh, man, it's going to suck. I don't want to get scared a bunch. And, like, kind of really wasn't. It was just, like, you run around an empty house a lot and, like, Maybe two enemies will show up, and this is the same enemy you fight every single time. And that's kind of it. That's another thing, is that, like, there aren't many, like, there's not a lot of variety in terms of what you're fighting, which is kind of lame. There's, like, three in the main game. There's, a, like, a new one in the, the Chris DLC, and I think there may be another new one in the, the End of Zoe DLC. Yeah, I think you're right. And again, that's not a whole lot of variety in terms of enemies. Like usually in these games, you feel like you you're seeing just different variations of the the traditional enemy, and then just some weird <laughs> scattered right. throughout as well. But this one is just there really isn't a whole lot of that at all. It it really sucks. I mean, like I remember once again going back to RE4. Um, you know, you had the the dudes with like the the claws mm -hmm. that like they couldn't see but they could hear you those things were terrifying but even more terrifying were those like regenerator guys that would have the pug breathing yeah the... guys mm -hmm. um like there was there was variety there and it was interesting um and so it was kind of lame that there was so little variety here it was uh -uh. surprising it was also surprising. You are correct. Yeah. Um. And I mean, I guess one thing that I should probably mention: Have I mentioned that I couldn't really play this very well because of the first person, and that's why I watched you play? Yeah, you are not a first person person. I am not a first person person, and I tried to play this once. Um. I did get a little too scared. Um. At one point, but um. 
I, I just, I could not do it with the first person. Mm-hmm. Um, the, the shift in perspective was just not, not for me. Um, I think the only first person game that I'm ever, I'm actually like somewhat okay with is Doom. Yeah. Spe- specifically Doom 2016. Um, cause that's the good one. But, um, I just, I don't, I don't do well with first person. So it was like, Oh no. I think for um, me as well, like it, one of the weird things about this game is that like, you know, I'm a fan of like the very story driven, the quote unquote walking simulators. Mm-hmm. Like I've played a lot of those and it feels like this also kind of takes some inspiration from those, mm-hmm. but just like, I don't know. There's something about this game. is just like, it's kind of boring, which is like not something you would expect to hear from a Resident Evil game. It's just like it's kind of boring to play through. It's just like this house is kind of there. It's like yeah, I guess I'm looking at a couple things here and there. And eh. I mean, you just, said just that a few around. times while you were playing. Like you just were bored. Yeah, it's like I said earlier. Like I feel like they're try. They I feel like they intentionally handicapped the combat in this game to make it more survival horror ish, and try to make it scarier and all that sort of stuff. But like right. I don't think that does a good job of like creating tenseness and horror. It just makes me frustrated that like I don't really like how this plays. <laughs> yeah, like one of the things that I think they're trying to pull off is that like Ethan is an everyman type thing as opposed to somebody who has um some training, which as much as she falls off later on in the series, that's Claire. Mm-hmm. Like Claire, you know, had beef tastic brother situation but like she's she's just a regular girl who ended up like in the middle of this like really terrible situation and had to figure it out right um and they didn't intentionally handicap her gameplay at all in any of those no um it's 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 very weird yeah um also, we should have just gotten a new wife. That's really all there is to that, it. You know, you're not wrong. Could have ended this whole thing earlier by turning around and going the other way. <laughs> I When I tried to play it with my brother, and I've told you this a few times, uh, when I was trying to play it with my brother, the whole time when I was freaking out, I was just like, we can get a new wife. The online dating is a thing. We don't have to have this wife. We could get a new one. It's fine. It's fine. We could divorce her. We're good. <laughs> A new wife. New wife. One who's not trying to chainsaw me to death. And yeah, that, that's very rude. Limbs. Was it her that removed the limb, or was it was it Jack or Jake or no? It wasn't Jake because Jake rules. <laughs> Jack is it his name? The dad? I think so. I don't remember. Either way, yeah, it's a lot of a lot of limb work here. <laughs> Yo, poor Ethan and his limbs. Boy, it goes stuff through happening it. To him. Goes through it. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Yeah. I feel like I was gonna say something. Now I don't remember what I was gonna say. But either way, um, should we talk about this this plot? Yes, but one other thing I want to say before we talk about the plot mm-hmm. is, um, I know that they based the characters off of real people like they ended up doing with like RE2 and 3 remakes and all that. Mm-hmm. Um, but there's just something about Mia's model that freaks me out. I wonder if it's like just because like it's their first time using this engine and it's like they haven't worked out the kinks of it yet. It probably like every, is. All the other games, everyone looks fine. Yeah, they look fine. Yeah. 
Um, and it, it may just be like, um, like you said, they haven't figured out the kinks of it, but like the whole time it's just like, God, you're creepy. And maybe it's also and, a thing where like you're playing this in first person. So like that's a different perspective than like a third person game. There's that too. Maybe. Yeah. Yeah. So, um, I don't know. It, it, she's creepy in the way that they don't intend her to be creepy. They're, right, they're, right, right, she... right, right, right. <laughs> anyway, we could talk about the story. Yeah. Uh... Ethan. Ethan Winters. He's our new protagonist, which you're not going to learn much about him. He's just a dude. He's in this just, game. just a guy. Just a dude. Never see his who face. loses some limbs every now and then. <laughs> every now and then he falls apart. God. But then he gets stapled back together. Yeah. As you do. That's how you <laughs> attach the limbs back. And he's like, oh, I can use this again. Cool. And just pours some some of uh, the first aid med. The juice. <laughs> the juice. <laughs> the juice. So, yeah, he gets a, he's he's just a dude. He gets a call from his wife who's been missing for three years and, and is like, don't come find me. And he's like, okay, I'm going to come find you. <laughs> like a fool. Well, he does and... get a message that says, like, that something else to him about finding her but what if he's a fool he i mean he is a fool he's a straight up fool we also get like a little scene with the um the camera crew guys Mm -hmm. um i don't remember when we get oh we get that later when we actually go into the house never mind continue but yeah he just goes there and he's like i gotta go find this house where apparently she is and everything and turns out it's a house that's full of this family who basically has been kidnapping people and like torturing them and performing all these weird experiments on them and all that sort of stuff. Um, Very torture porn-esque style of family here. Yep. Like, this is just a family out of Saw. (laughs) I want to play a game. I mean... That's that's essentially what Lucas is. He's basically the the puppet from Saw. I was was about to say that, is that he he did the same thing, that, like, that was I want to play a game. Call of Duty Warzone's puppet from Saul. Um, the Bakers is that their last name? Yes. The Bakers, yes. Bakers. Um, and yeah, they're they're definitely like the family that you stay away from in Louisiana. Yeah, it's essentially it's it's a lot of like you hear all about these backwoods country folk and how they're messed up and now look at here it's a video game about the messed up folk in the backwoods of louisiana the bayou the bayou um yeah yeah they're basically like let's take the southern stereotype and this one goes to 11 yeah (laughs) so you get the baker family who is the we have jack who's the dad margaret who is the the mom? Lucas is the son, and then his grandma. And then and Zoe's Zoe. also somewhere else, somewhere else, and calls you to help you out, but she's not affiliated with these folks. Nope. In the same way, like like in terms of like doing messed up stuff. For the first like three quarters of the game, Zoe is a a, a phone. Yes. <laughs> she is just a phone. That's it. Mm-hmm. And then you see uh, her for like all of five minutes. Yeah, basically your whole mission through here is, like, you want to get your wife back, but also, like, you need to go find this serum that's going to, like, essentially cure Zoe and Mia of this ailment that they have that's, like, that's also whatever the weird stuff that makes the the bakers all weird as well. Mm -hmm. Because you keep fighting Jack, and he keeps dying, 
quote unquote, and basically keeps coming back, and everyone's like, "What? What is this guy doing?" Uh, man, that one boss fight of him with him, where you have to like, he's got the scissors. That fight sucked. Yeah, that it was, was a bad too, fight. It was way too long. Bad fight. I don't I mean the one where you get to run him over with a car was fun because you get to you drive a car <laughs> into him. That was pretty funny. <laughs> At um, least that was fun. But yeah, the second boss fight, stinky. Stinky. Um, Real also- stinker. At one point, Mia comes at you with a, a chainsaw. She does, because she's all messed up and like acting weird, and you're just like, I don't know what to do. I'm going to hit you in the neck with a, with an axe. Ah! And she's like, whatever. Who cares? Chainsaw. Like you said earlier, like you, you keep finding these weird VHS tapes of like things that have happened in the Baker house, and like one of them is like this camera crew who was going to like shoot this television show about this house how it's all spooky and everything and they get caught up in the baker family schemes and everything and get kidnapped and tortured and all that sort of stuff you see stuff that's happened with mia over the course of the last three years essentially and kind of get some backstory on her and all that um it's odd that they were like hey you know we use typewriters in the original games because that was like old tech why don't we do vhs and tape recorders for (laughs) tape recorders for your saving and like, which, by the way, for the record, if you're watching somebody play it um, and they go to save in, like, the actual game, it just looks like you're, like, threatening the tape recorder <laughs> with, what, with whatever weapon you have in your hand. It's like, save this game now, tape recorder. I'm going to shoot it. <laughs> or stab it. <laughs> anyway, sorry. I interrupted you. Uh, yip, 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 yip. <laughs> we're talking. We're talking about the tapes and and um seeing like what happens with Mia. And, yeah, and then um, like they they let you play through those sections as well, which is like an uh an interesting touch. Even though like it really doesn't do much difference because it's just like you basically just don't have weapons or anything like that. And it's just you're kind of just in a first person perspective again. And it's like I guess this is a different character. Okay. Yep. Anyways, like, the happy birthday one, I think, is is a very weird one because mm-hmm. you essentially just do the exact same puzzle twice, like very close together. Yeah. Just one goes a little bit different than the other. Right. Um. Once you deal with Jack, you have to deal with Margaret, who's like a bug lady. Oh, she's God, like, her bugs are so her, annoying. She's in her bug house and that's real mean and messed up. Yep. And then you got to fight her. And that's how you get the serum. Um, except Lucas captures both of the ladies and is like, come through my barn. Kaboom, boom. And then Jack comes back again. You have to fight him. But then you use the serum on him. And now you only got one serum left. What do you do? Oh, no. Also, something worth mentioning is that this fight with Jack, you were saying, is like the most Resident Evil like fight in the game because yes, there's all the eyes. Yeah, it has eyeballs on This is a Resident Evil fight. I'm like, yeah, this, okay, this is a Resident Evil game now. We've started. Yep. Yep. We're like six hours in now. You gotta <laughs> Finally here. Either, either the eye or the glowing heart. That's usually what you look for in Resident Evil mm-hmm. games. And it had that, and I was like, okay, yeah, this is this is Resident Evil, all right. Yeah, you um, use the serum you, on him. And definitely kill him this time. Yeah. Um, and then you gotta choose one of Zoe or Mia to give the serum to. You get a bad end if you give it to Zoe. Mm-hmm. We didn't do that. We did the good end. Yes. Which I thought like this was gonna be. It felt like this was the end of the game. 
Yeah. I'm like, okay, really we're going to get on this bow and we're out of here. And then it's like, oh, no, you still have like two, another third of the game left. And I was like, okay. So, like, you get this boat section as well. And, like, I don't think the boat section is great at all. It is not good. Essentially, it just feels it, like adding. Yeah. And it's also just like, we need to info dump exactly what's happening in this game for you. Yeah. About how Spooky Girl is like patient zero and she's brainwashing all these people and she thinks Mia's her mama because she wants family, but she just wants to puke up mold people as well and infect them. And now I'm mad because you're not my mom. And you want to go back to Ethan, And you get essentially another like backstory or or you get like a flashback of what Mia was actually doing on the ship and everything and like how everything kind of became the way it is here and how she got in this whole mess of a situation and then basically you get to be Ethan again after Mia saves you and you're like oh okay whatever and then Mia's just like I'm gonna stay in this ship see you later bye everything you've done is for nothing and then you get to go to a salt mine yay which which is where the lab is yay can we just talk for a second about the environment we have here because we have this this house, that's fine. Mm-hmm. And then we have like a guest house in the back, also fine. Yeah. But then like there's a body of water large enough to have like a large boat. Um, like a four story boat. That everyone's just like, oh whatever, we'll just keep this here for three years. Nothing nothing wrong with that. Right. And also there's just a mine and like that's not really acknowledged love the salt like like what what is going on with this place it's the backwoods people that's not how the backwoods work (laughs) we don't just keep I, i say we i am not the backwoods people either but the backwoods people don't just keep random like giant bodies of water and salt mines in their backyard but I mean, it would make more sense to have somewhere where you, like, make moonshine or something, but not really in Louisiana. Yeah. Anyway, anyway, we go to the salt mines for some reason. Uh, I mean, this is where I think you have to go get more stuff to defeat Evelyn, who is the spooky girl who is patient zero, essentially. Yeah. Um, so you can defeat her once and for all, and essentially you lead, it leads you back up to the house um, where you get to fight her, and she's like... I'm gonna send you spooky hallucinations. Whoa! Also, I, fi- I figured it out at one point. I figured you out did. what was going on. You Playing did do that. Games. Mm-hmm. Um, eventually, you find out Evelyn is spooky grandma who kept popping up every now and then in the house, and it's like, "Hey, grandma, how's it going?" You were just like, "Hi, oh, grandma. What's up?" Bye, grandma. <laughs> she would just show up, and I'm like, "How did she even get here? This isn't wheelchair accessible." She's like, Rip, and then you go back in there, and she's gone. I'm like, okay, gone. bye, Grandma. Bye, Grandma. So unsurprisingly, she turns into a giant monster, and you get to shoot her in the face a lot. What? And what? then you get flung around, and you find a gun on the floor named the Albert, the <laughs> and Albert. you shoot it, and you shoot it and kill Evelyn, and then here comes Chris Redfield, looking real weird. He's the Dollar Tree version of Chris Redfield. He's the he's the the bootleg action figure version (laughs) (laughs) the the we have mcdonald's at home version it's instead of the resident evil figure it's like the the homebody baddie (laughs) (laughs) baddie. 
Chris with a K blue blue ground. <laughs> oh my god. They they they're like what if we just completely remake Chris and also make him work for Umbrella? So yeah, they they make Umbrella into a a PMC of all things because they're like, yeah, everyone in Umbrella feels bad about what we've done, so we're trying to rebuild our image, and we're now a PMC. And now like, we're what? blue Umbrella. <laughs> and we have a really worse logo. Yeah, yeah. Like, why would you pick a blue Umbrella? Blue's my favorite color, but like, it ain't working. It's weird. This- yeah. You were gonna say something. Sorry, I didn't mean to cut you off. I, I was gonna say like. Just, just rebrand entirely, my friends. Yeah, that would have been easier for sure. Yes. Um, but yeah, you defeat Evelyn, and then Chris gets you out of there with the rest of Umbrella, and Mia's there, and she's like, "Hey, we're gonna carry you. Cool. All right, let's get out of here." Woo! Hooray! And that's the end of the game, which is like, you're just like, okay, that was a game for sure. Mm-hmm. Uh, th- that leads you into the DLCs. Yep. The the first big one is not a hero, which was I I guess I could get for free, so I downloaded it for free. You get to play as Chris Redfield, and he has like a halo visor now, which he's, is he's very funny. Chris Blue Ground. Yeah. Um, and this one you have to go find Lucas and apprehend him because like we were talking about this after the game is like, what happened? Lucas is kind of nothing happened to him. He's just kind of there and gone. Uh, but it turns out he's hiding in the salt mines and trying to give information to the connections, which I'm guessing is probably people that you'll find in RE8. I don't remember them in RE8. Okay, then they'll never be shown again. Who knows? I mean, one or the other. <laughs> I really don't remember them, but... Uh, but essentially, you have to go through the salt mines in these very convoluted ways to find other agents that Chris needs to find because they've been kidnapped and everything and being tortured. Um, and also, Chris gets a bomb strapped to his wrist... Chris basically becomes Leon S. Kennedy here because everyone around him dies. Yeah, you're not wrong. Uh, <laughs> it's a very small DLC because like you're just very confined to like three, four big areas, like a, a central hub, and then three side areas that eventually give you all your your goodies that you need before yep. you go fight the final boss, which is Lucas. Um, turns out Lucas mutates as well. Shocker. Who would have seen this coming? What? And you got to fight him. And that, that boss fight also kind of sucks as well. Wasn't great. He didn't turn into Jack again. And also it was very funny to see things like Chris Redfield trying struggling to turn a, a, a lever down. It's like, but buddy, yeah. I saw you last game and your arms were like 24 inches high. You were jacked to the gills. Jacked. And now you look like a beanstalk. What happened to you? That man's arms are probably wider than my entire torso. He was built different, and now he's built less different. Less different. Um, it was very weird, but yeah. Also, the the dang like oxygen thing was just stupid. Yeah, that was not great. Not good. Um. But yeah, this is more this is more action based, I would say, but it still isn't great because I feel like this, the gunplay in this game isn't good. So right, it really wasn't all that fun. But yeah, you eventually just you beat Lucas, and then everyone's like, "Yay, congratulations, you did it!" And good then, job. then we got to the other DLC. And then the final big DLC story bit is the end of Zoe, which deals with what happens with Zoe after the events of RE Seven. And also, uh, Jack's brother Joe shows up and is like, what the happened here? What are y'all doing in my swamp? <laughs> <laughs> you just made him sound like Shrek. 
I mean, he's not. He kind of is. He's kind of Shrek. You're right. Which, at this point, we were not feeling great about this game. No. No. But I I had heard good things about this DLC in particular. I had also heard good things. I had heard that it was punchy, and I heard that it was good. Yes. So, like, that in mind, we were kind of like, okay, we're going to give this a shot. Yeah. And hopefully this is at least somewhat competent. We had to do a switcheroo onto my system. Holy This rolled! This was amazing. This is some Resident Evil Resident Evil Yeah, it is. Oh, my God. The whole oh, man. Was like, oh, what a breath of fresh air this is. Mm-hmm. Oh, my God. It was beautiful. So, essentially, you still have first-person gameplay and all that stuff, right? But Joe decides, I don't want weapons or anything. I have fists. That's how I'm going to beat up these enemies. That's all I need. I yep. got my my fists here. These are my two weapons. <laughs> and that's what you do. You just beat up the molded. And it's yep. real great. It's real good. Oh, man. You can stealth kill them by just snapping their necks. You can punch through their heads. Just beat oh. them up and then kick them down to death. I mean, you can do craft spears eventually so you can fight some alley, 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 alligators. <laughs> but, like, that's the only real weapon you get. Um until and the then you also, finish. there's also a, 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 a big tough man who comes around every time you find out, oh, it's my brother. It's my man. brother. Also, you He's get my to do brother. wrestling moves on him one time. Yeah, you've hit him with a power bomb, And I was like, oh my God, this is the best thing ever. <laughs> this has redeemed this video game. <laughs> I, They should have just released a full version of like this as opposed to whatever the RE7 was. Just Yeah. Hundred percent. I 100%. I, gar- I guarantee because of um what how they are that really good characters are just forgotten forever. Um, yeah. So like you know Jake's probably never gonna be seen again, and um and Carlos was was in three, and he's a pretty good character, and we're never gonna see him again. Um, who's the guy in zero? Who is the guy in Zero? Oh, no. I mean, he was a criminal. A criminal. No, not criminal. Uh, where? Why can't I find a Resident Evil just... There, series page. That's what I was looking Bill. for. Billy. Billy, yes. Um, yeah, we barely see back. Rebecca again. Yeah. Barely. Um. So we're never gonna see this guy again. Um, no, which is a shame because he's great. He's great. He just he's like, just a he's a dude. Bugs. Yeah, he's just a dude who just shows up. He's jacked and he just wants to punch things. And he's like, I just want my family to be okay, and that's it. I'm just here to fix things. Umbrella, why are you here? I'll I will mess you up. Oh, I guess you're here to help. Okay, cool. Uh, that's fine. And he's so gonna go I... find some serum to help Zoe, and then that's all he wants to do is just help his family and yep. punch things. Including his brother, especially his, his brother. brother. His brother. Also, in true Resident Evil fashion, you get like the weird gauntlet at the end. Oh my god, it's so good! It's so good. You can oh, one hit punch KO everything in your path, except like the the boss fight with Jack, obviously. But like, you just rear back and boom, and it explode. And it's like, oh my god, this rules! It was so satisfying to watch. Oh, it was so good. It, just, it, it was so much fun. Yeah. Which is the thing I that I had not had in this game all till then. Like, it's weird how like just changing the gameplay to this made it so much more fun. 
Right. And it somehow just worked way better. Well, and also, like, he had a personality, even though, like, we didn't. Yeah. <laughs> we saw him a few times in cutscenes, but, like, he, he had a lot of things to say, and they were, like, interesting. Yeah. Um, I mean, whereas, that, this, this DLC is, like, what, two hours? And I feel like yeah. we know more about him than we know about Ethan. <laughs> yeah. Because Ethan's just, like, he reacts, but he doesn't really do anything other than just be a guy who reacts. Yeah who wants to find his wife like there's there's really nothing about ethan that's interesting in this game and then you get this guy and you're like you <laughs> I why like were you here you. the whole time <laughs> why couldn't we play as you trying to take down your family my friend man can you imagine man. resident evil 7 if it had just been that instead <laughs> just plowing through that house punching everything yeah punch grandma gate <laughs> oh that's the end of the game roll credits <laughs> Just keep getting the little like voodoo doll things. Yeah, boosting up your beefy. punch. Grr, I'm so strong. So good. So, so they nerfed. Good. They nerfed Chris, and they gave all the punching ability to this guy. It's worth it. Worth it. Worth it. But yeah, you like like I said, his whole thing is like Zoe's messed up from this stuff. And he's like, I'm gonna I'm gonna find some way to help her because she's my family. And that's it. And then, you know, you go through the swamps and everything. And you find, like, at the beginning, you find a small bit of serum. And you, you do that. And the, you're like, why does it work? And the umbrella guy's like, you need the full thing to make it work. He's like, God. We're going to find that. We're going to go find that. And then eventually you do find that. And eventually it leads you to a, another big fight with Jack where you have to, like, gauntlet punch him to death, essentially. <laughs> yep. Back in the house, actually, which is Back in the house, and then you beat him and, like, punch him in half till he explodes, yep. and then you you give Zoe the cure, and then Umbrella shows up, and you're like, okay, okay, and here comes Chris. Chris is like, hey, we're here to help y'all, and then you see Zoe gets cured from her infection, and Jack's like, or J Joe's like, oh, thank goodness, this is great, and then Chris gives her a phone, he's like, hey, here's a phone call for someone you know, and it's Ethan, like, I promised I would send help. She's like, oh, thank you. Okay, that's the end of the DLC. See you later. Yep. <laughs> that's basically it. <laughs> also, also, I mean, he did, the serum was in existence because of Umbrella, but Chris didn't save her at all. No. No, it was all this guy, and Ethan yeah. didn't know this guy, didn't know to send him. Otherwise, she would have been a... a Final Fantasy summon. She forever. did look like a Final Fantasy summon. She totally looked like a Final Fantasy summon. She was like some version of Shiva. Yeah. Um. I just like how but... Joe just roam, roams into the swamps. It's like, what the hell happened to my niece? Nope. <laughs> Where are all these monsters here? I'll punch them. <laughs> Not on my watch. I was like, yeah, dude. God, he rules. God, he rules. He's is it is it the thing like he's like he's roaming around hunting gators or crocodile yeah gators excuse me and just like stumbles right. upon stumbles upon Zoe. He's like, what the heck happened here? Yeah. What is going on here? Yep, yep. So good, man. Um, that ruled. It ruled. The only thing that didn't rule is that the guy had kept calling them crocodiles, and they're not yeah. crocodiles. <laughs> they're alligators because alley, that's alley, what alley, alligator. That's what lives in that area of, of the U.S. Also, alligators look entirely different than crocodiles. I don't know if you knew that or not. I did not. Their heads are shaped different. Nah, ho, nay. They are built different, if you will. Ho, ho. Ah! 
Um, also, I feel like Joe's like running around in like suspenders. Am I remembering that correctly? He might be. Now I gotta, f I gotta see if there's like art of Joe. Um, I will say that like probably one of the reasons why this DLC is much better than the the Chris one is that like this DLC was developed by Capcom internally. The other, the Not a Hero one, was outsourced to a different development team. Ah, I see. So there is that. Yeah, that that end of Zoe DLC is fantastic. Best part of this game by far. By far. But really overall, like, yeah, this game just, man, ain't great. No. Oh, you know what he's probably wearing? They are suspenders, but I think he's probably wearing, like, those rubber suspenders since he was in, like, hunting alligators. Mm-hmm. So he wouldn't want to have, like, jeans and stuff on. He would want to have protective pants. So right. the rubber suspenders totally make sense. I'm pretty sure right. that's what he's wearing looking at him. Um, Good old Joe. One thing that we know from, well, just looking at things, is that um, we we do get brick wall Chris back eventually. Yes, in Resident Evil 8. Yep. Fortnite's Chris Redfield. Oh, my God. Because that version of him is in Fortnite. Oh, my God. Um, And I I have seen the entirety of Resident Evil 8 like except three times. Except the DLC. Except for the DLC. Yeah. Um, like three times because my brother played a lot of it Um, so that I could see the story. But... You've now not that played it. I've not played it, and now that um we have played this, we'll Time have everything move forward. We'll have yep. everything fresh in our memory, and um, this time it's gonna be a switcheroo in that I'm gonna be the one that's playing, mm. and you're gonna be the one that's watching. Yeah, because you are. You've been waiting to play this ever since they announced that third person, uh option that they are they included in the the dlc mm -hmm. and they're putting into the full game and everything so that's what we're gonna do i'm gonna watch you play this in third person and see how how different it is i guess from seven and you know what you know village would be essentially by itself as well so mm -hmm. we will be playing through that fairly soon yep so i'm, have, I'm curious to, to see how target. i'm curious to see how all this is gonna go um I, I still can't get over how, how good that DLC is. So good. I don't think I'll ever recover from how good that so DLC good. is. So good. God, Man. punching gauntlet. Man. Also, he doesn't need any weapons. Screw them weapons. Punch. What, what a... That dude, he, he has confidence in himself. Have confidence. Yes, confidence. All confidence. <laughs> but yeah, that yeah. is that's Resident Evil Seven. Yep, we played it. We did play it. We beat it. We did beat it. We mostly punch, hated punch. it. <laughs> Except for punching. Except for punching. That's that. Uh, you know what? Two thumbs up for punching. <laughs> Two thumbs way up for punching. Mm-hmm. Mm -hmm. Yes. 
But yeah, that is uh, that is Resident Evil Seven for you. That's yep. gonna do it for this week's here podcast. Mm-hmm. So, if you would like more from us, head on over to seasonalanimecheckup.com or sac.cool, where you can find past episodes of this podcast and other podcasts like Jared and Al Watch. You can also find columns and reviews on the site as well. If you'd like more from Ann Ladium, go to annladium.com. She's got columns and reviews. You can follow us on Twitter and TikTok at Anime Checkup. You can buy our books, One Shiny Moment, a critical analysis of Love, Life, Sunshine, and Hot Tubs and Pac-Man on Amazon.com. And you can support us on Patreon, patreon.com slash S-A-C-O-V-A. Buy us a slice of pizza, get access to unedited versions of the podcast early, and a whole wealth of bonus content as well. Next week, I guess we'll talk about Mario and Rabbids, because presumably I will have beat that game by then. I don't think it's going to take me a week to get through the final section. <laughs> God, I would hope not, unless it happens like I did, where it crashes halfway through it. But hopefully that still won't take you a week. Yeah, so we'll probably talk about the new Mario plus Rabbids video game. Sparks of hope. I think that's right. That sounds yeah. right. I think so. so yeah, that would, we'll talk about that next week for, you know, our of course, our Thanksgiving celebration episode. <laughs> <laughs> Good. What better way? Good. Yep. So yeah, next week. Yes. Mario. Mario. Rabbids. Rabbids. They're all here for dinner. <laughs>